Amen. How many feel like running? Your last smile home today. Glory to God. In his presence. Amen. I'm like David. Sometimes you get to a place. Thank you. Where the presence of the Lord is so strengthening in your life. And so overwhelmingly glorious. That you can leap over a wall. And run through a troop. Some of you notice me limping around here. I'm trying not to draw too much attention to it, but I'm believing for God to touch this old knee of mine. Put in for a prayer request, and some days are better than others. Don't want to have surgery. Brother Mike Bennett's done been there, and he's bouncing around and doing well, but I'm trying my best not to have to go that route. But might have said, well, Get up there and don't look, don't look like it's bothering you too much the last few Sundays. But I'm going to tell you something about God's presence. God's presence can come on you and make you forget about all your troubles. It can make them pains that you deal with sometimes. And life seems so small. I just want to take a moment just thank God that we can press into his presence in such a way that those big things, amen to God, just begin to shrink in the presence of God. And I know that each and every step I take, I take by faith. And sometimes we all have to press on, amen. When we're going through times of pain physically or problems spiritually, sometimes those things want to swell up in our minds and become bigger than God. But I know today that as we press on, we find God's grace. And I thank God today there's been moments in my life if it had not been for God, I would have caved in and buckled to the problems that I faced. Oh, but today, I feel the Holy Ghost today, His undergirding presence, not only in my life, but every life that would trust Him. Oh, hallelujah. And you'll find this, that those problems, uh, amen, are nothing compared to His presence. He'll come in and he'll minister to your life. And I'm grateful for that today. So pray with me. Amen. As you pray for me. We're believing God. We're believing God. To minister to this situation in my life. I've come too far to turn back now. I'm going to keep pressing on. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. When you have it, say amen. I want to begin reading at verse 24. I'm reading from the New King James Version. The Word of God declares, as Paul speaking to the church at Corinth, he said, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives a prize? 
Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is tempered in all things, that they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Paul says, Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Listen, that when I preach to others, I myself would become disqualified. I want to preach for a few moments from this thought. Living by a matter of fact. Living by a matter of fact. Look at somebody around you and tell them it's a matter of fact that there's a better day ahead. Amen. It's a matter of fact that not only one day will this pandemic be over, but one day there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. One day, amen, all this that we see is going to be over. The Bible said the earth will melt with a fervent heat. Everything you see, I believe the Lord's going to set it ablaze and it's going to burn off and give new elements of growth in the new heaven and the new earth. It's going to be one that'll be perfect, one that'll be pure, one that'll be glorious, amen. All these things will pass away and that's what's in my view today. I don't know about you, but that needs to be in your view today as you run this race. Quit living by opinions. Quit living amen today by feelings and start living by the facts that Paul was talking about. For those of you that have not gotten in this race, you need to get in this race. I want to share with you three things from this scripture that Paul was speaking to the church at Corinth. I want to share these, that they will inspire you and touch your heart. For those of you that don't know Christ as Savior in your life, it's just as simple as surrendering it all today and asking Him to come in. You can do that through the course of this message and even, amen, as God is speaking to your heart even now. Reach out and get in this race. Father, we ask you to take your word, Lord, that you would allow it, God, to get into the hearts of each and every man, woman, boy, and girl that's listening, that God, today, it will inspire, that it will convict, that it will build faith, that it will remind us where you've called us to, and God, that you're going to see us through. Help us to get the attitude of Paul today. The attitude, Father, that I am certain, I am certain of this race I'm in. And Father, we give you the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Amen. Today, are you certain of where you're at in this journey of life? Paul begins to speak to the church at Corinth and he compares life's journey to a race. And the elements of those things that are involved in what he is saying to the church are important to the journey that we make. In verse 24, he begins to describe this race. He said, do you know that in a race that all run, but one receives the prize? He begins to go on and say, run in such a way that you may obtain that prize. 
Not everyone who competes for that prize is temperate in all things. They do it to obtain a perishable crown but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. He said, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection that when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Paul is breaking down the ingredients of what it takes to run this race in the journey of life as a child of God. I want to tell you, if you don't know the Lord as Savior, then your journey doesn't have a prize that is worth chasing after. All the things in life that humanity has begun to embrace, amen, will pass away. They have no eternal merit. God has stirred my heart within this last few days. And he has began to remind me of how great and important it is and has been preached for so long. The gospel of hope, the gospel of not only Christ and our salvation here, but the prize in which we are going after. Oh, it's not literally a crown as many to know today that, that have been worn by so many throughout generations, but it is literally a crown, amen, of eternal life by the grace of God given to those who have accepted the Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, amen, as their Lord and Master today. There is no other journey that is worth walking. There's no other race that is worth running. You would ask me today, preacher, how come you are so spiritual? How come you act so religious? Because I know that this race I'm running has a prize today that is worth it all. Amen. It has a prize today that is worth every step. It has a prize today that is worth every struggle. It's worth every pain. I'm not on this race in vain today. And I'm certain about the reason I'm running. I'm certain about the reason I'm fighting. I'm not beating the air. But dear God, today I know, oh hallelujah, that there's a prize on the other side of that thing called death. Amen. In the rapture today where we will enjoy the blessings of every effort of our journey. Oh, Paul begins to, to talk about three things that I want to speak of today. As a matter of fact, many would ask me, why do I do what I do? Some may have asked you, why do you do what you do? Why do you keep singing today? Why do you keep worshiping today? Why do you keep doing those things you do? Why do you keep running the soundboard? Why do you keep running the social media? Why are you here in the parking lot today, amen? Because you know it's a matter of fact Hallelujah that Jesus has died for your sins and you have faith in the Son of the living God today that you're just not labeled as a Christian by name only. But thank God today you've experienced His grace. Amen. I'm grateful today to know that in this race that I'm running as Paul begins to declare that there's a right way to run. How many knows there's a right way to run this race? Paul says, you got to run in such a way 
that you may obtain it. I want to tell you something. You can't work for your salvation. It's only given by the grace of God. But on your journey, you've got to run your race with such an attitude that you want it more than anything in this life. Amen. You've got to live your life in this race that you want it more than anything that this life has to offer. This is what Paul was talking about. Can I tell you that I remember a church that wanted it more than ever? I remember a church, amen to God, that they wanted it more than they wanted anything. They wanted the Lord more than they wanted their next breath. I remember people, amen, in their journey that was running as if they had a desire to obtain it and they wanted it. I want to ask you out there today, how many are running your race like you want that more than anything? You want to know, amen to God, that you're going to make it and receive the prize in your life. It's better than anything this life has to offer. Glory to God. Paul is saying it is a mindset today. And it's an effective heart. It's an effective heart. Oh, I used to heard a preacher preach many years ago. He said, if you ain't going to help me push this wagon up the hill, don't you jump on the rag and the wide ride down. Amen. I've heard it so often. It's a matter of heart. Why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? It's because we have a desire that we want it. We're running in such a way that we want to obtain the prize. It is the declaration of our character. It's not that we are trying to do something that we can't. We can't earn salvation. Amen. For it's not by works, but it's the character of our drive. It is who we are. It is why we pray. It is why we, amen, allow the Spirit of God to live through us and in us today it is the character of who we are that's why we keep marching that's why we keep running I've been a soldier in God's mighty army since many long years ago I've been wounded in battle and many times I've been brought low so low but dear God by the sign of the time I've realized I've only got one more mile to go is at the lights of heaven up above. I feel like running my last mile home. Oh, hallelujah. We're on our last stretch today. I believe soon and very soon we're going to make it and he's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. There's a right way to run. I wouldn't want to run any other way. Come on, somebody. As a pastor or as a person of leadership, when you're looking for somebody to work in the ministry with you, you're not looking for some half-hearted somebody that ain't got their mind made up. You're looking for somebody, amen, who's running their race with everything in their heart. They want to make it, amen. You can give God praise right there if you want to. He's worthy. 
He's looking for somebody who is living the character like they want it. Not somebody who's holding on to the world and holding on to God and living in a place of lukewarm character. Jesus said, if you be lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. He's looking for somebody who may not be perfect. Oh, glory to God. They may have some things in their life that may not necessarily be satisfying to humanity, but God, amen, inside of their heart has driven them to a place by his grace that they are longing for his grace to move in their life and in their journey and they are looking with everything inside of them to make it home. Paul is saying we got to do some things within ourselves in this journey called life and I ain't looking for a half-hearted somebody that's trying to make it look good. Give me somebody who has got a heart today. It says, I want to run in such a way that my character reflects how bad I desire it. Also, I want to live in such a way, run in such a way rather, that I live like I'm sold out. Paul is saying, when you're running in that way, when you're running in that way that you're trying to obtain it, that you're sold out to Jesus and not to the world. Some folks today have sold out to society. They've sold out to agendas. They've sold out to things that have steered them away from the place where God wanted them. Paul is saying we got to be sold out today. And we've got to live in such a way that we are running with a desire to obtain it. We got to run like we want it. We got to run like we're sold out. And we got to run this race like we know we're winners today. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've lost in some competitions in life. I remember years ago, I wish I had a rope. We play some tug of war. I remember years ago when I was a kid, we'd go out there to field day and it was exciting. They'd have a rope out there and they'd have two teams. In the middle, they'd have a little bit of water or something. We didn't have mud. I know some people do it differently. But we always couldn't wait to have the competition of tug of war. But we knew somebody was going to lose. But we didn't set out to lose, we set out to win. And I remember many times that rope would go to slipping through my hands and, and it would cause burns on my hands. And, and I remember losing my ability to, to keep my grounding with my feet and people on my side as well. And sometimes we lost those competitions and they would pull us right on into the water. They would pull us right on across the line and we'd lose those competitions. I want to tell you today that when you're running this race, if you know Christ is Savior, you're already 
already a winner today. So it doesn't matter, amen, what happens to you in your life. You're not going to lose. The devil can pull you any way he wants to pull you. He can attack you any way he wants to attack you. But you're a winner today. Jesus said in John 16 and 33, these things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In this world you'll have tribulation. The devil's going to pull on you. But be a good cheer. I have overcome the world. I come to tell somebody today, there's a right way to run. Run your race like nothing else matters. Luke chapter 9 verse 25 declares, for what profit it a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul. In Luke, 25, uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 16, Jesus begins to declare of a man who, who had a ground that yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? He said, I'll do this. I'll put down my barns and I'll build bigger barns. And there I'll store all my crops and my goods. And I'll say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you've provided? How many know today that there are people that are living just like this man was? They're living for the pleasures of this life. They're living for the prizes that have no eternal merit. And the Lord said unto him, somebody else is going to drive your Cadillac. Somebody else, come on now, is going to live in your house one day. Somebody else is going to ride your horses, feed your chickens, and gather your eggs. Somebody else at some point could be the sole proprietor of that which you have placed the highest value in. As a matter of fact, that's the truth. There are people today that are living only for what you're leaving behind and not for where you're going. You're not understanding that what you're working for has no power to save you. Oh, dear Jesus, help me. None of us know when the Lord is going to call us home. There were some things we've been doing around the house. Actually, my wife's been doing most of the work, but I've been trying to help when I could as we had time to do what we could do. I looked around the other day and I said, you know what? I said, Lord, call me home right now. Somebody else going to enjoy this. I won't get to enjoy it no more. Riding down the road here today, what happened to me? If God calls me home, somebody else is going to drive this truck. 
Unless the Lord calls me home while I'm in the truck, then it might get wrecked. Then may not nobody get to drive it. But I said, somebody is going to drive this truck. Somebody is going to live in my house, my family, if they stay or whatever happened, if something happened to me. What labor am I laboring for? I said, thank you, Lord, that none of this matters to the effect of the highest desire in my life is to know that when this life is over, it don't matter what I have in the bank. It doesn't matter what I have in my possession, but it does matter that when I stand before God, glory to God Almighty, that I have run this race with the everything inside of me the way that God would have me run it. Paul said there's a right way to run. Then he said there's a prize. Talk about that prize for a minute. James said, blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he's been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised those who love him. The crown of life. Oh, hallelujah. The ultimate prize awaits eternal life. Man, I'm telling you, all the gold in California can't, can't equal to what lies ahead. All the gold and silver and finances this world has would not even compare to what lies ahead. There's a prize ahead. Blessed is the man who endures. Endurance is essential to the race. You got to endure. Don't get distracted. Many have gotten distracted today. Used to beers. My goodness. Used to love the Lord God with all their heart. Used to serve the Lord. Used to be on fire for God. We got too many used to's and not enough ours today. Oh, God, help us to realize that the used to's, amen, got distracted along the way. The used to's got their eyes on things that the enemy placed in their path. Touch somebody around you and tell them sometime, you just got to brush off what's in front of you and keep on walking, amen. Sometimes you got to sidestep that thing that the enemy wants you to partake of and place it under your feet and keep on walking. Don't be distracted by it. I'm telling you, dear God, there somebody, anybody ever got a phone call from somebody and all it was was a, a doggone telemarketer. That's all the devil's trying to do. He's trying to dial you up and sell you something that's worthless. It ain't worth your time. It ain't worth your effort. My goodness, somebody, hang up on the devil today. Let him know 
you ain't got time. We need to block him. How do we block him? We block him through prayer. We block him by faith. We block him by faithfulness. We block him by enduring. Not by feeling, but by faith. Don't get distracted. Many are striving for earthly, perishable prize. And when you enter this race, you must endure the temptation to strive for nothing else but that which holds eternal merit. I'm telling you, I had a telemarketer call me the other day. They wait on you to say hello. You notice if you don't say hello, they won't say nothing. You just... Where is this number coming from? Well, hello... And literally, you know, on the other side of the line, it's real quiet. So what I like to do, I like to just answer the phone sometime if I don't know the number and I just won't say nothing. I'll just. <laughs> and eventually they'll click, they'll hang up. But if you grunt just right, all of a sudden, you're going to hear them take it off a hold and they're going to come on there and they're going to try to sell you something. Amen to God. Sometimes it ain't what we say. It's what we don't say. Sometimes you just got to stay quiet and the enemy realize, amen, he ain't going to be able to, to, to trip you up. He's not going to be able to draw you in to that place where he can sell you a bill of goods. You got to have endurance. Hang up on the devil. Don't assist the devil. Resist the devil. Why? Hallelujah. Because in John, 1 John chapter 3, verse number 2, he said, Beloved, now that we're the sons of God, it doth not yet appear what we shall be. doesn't yet appear what we shall be. I tell you this. Somebody got some radio on. I can tell you this. You don't look like what you're going to look like when you get there. Amen, somebody. You're going to have a glorified body. I heard some amens and praise the Lord's. Hallelujah. Lord might give me some hair back. That'd be all right too. It doesn't yet appear what we shall be, but we know, somebody shout, I know, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That's why we keep enduring through the race for the prize that we're pressing toward. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, Paul told uh, Timothy, said, The Lord shall deliver me from every good work and will preserve me until his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. He will preserve me. How many knows this only by God's grace today? By his Holy Ghost, by his wonderful keeping power, through sanctification, amen, and by the grace of God and the shed blood of Jesus, I'm running this race. That second verse of that song said, Jesus said, when he reached out and saved me, 
I'm going to go with you all the way. Not part the way, all the way. So I stepped out on his precious promise. And he filled me both night and day. Well, I know it's been many years, but I can still feel his spirit burning in my soul. And it gives me just a taste of what lies ahead. I feel I feel like running my last mile home. I feel like running my last mile home. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 21, the Bible said to him that overcometh him that endureth. And overcomes, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I've overcame and I'm set down with the Father in his throne. And then Revelation 12, 11 declares, now this is concerning the prize. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Not by their good looks. Come on, somebody. Not by their frail nature, not because of their lineage in their earthly life, but by their lineage in their spiritual life. The blood of Jesus and the word of their testimony that they love not their lives to their death. In other words, they wanted the prize more than they wanted to give in to the nature of sin. Oh, can I tell somebody today that the prize is only attained by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, the blood of the Lamb that cleanses us from all unrighteousness, and our testimony that declares, if you believe in your heart, amen, and confess with your mouth, do you have a testimony? Well, preacher, I'm ashamed to talk about it. I just don't like to talk about it. Then I don't know if you just got you a good dose of salvation if you can't get it out of your mouth today because it'll change your life when the Lord touches you. by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony that not only that the, that the Lord will, that the Lord has saved me, but that the Lord will be with me. There's a right way to live. There's a right way to run. There is a prize. And finally, there's a right way to live. Come to the piano, if you will, please. The Bible said in Proverbs 16, 25, very familiar scripture. There's a way that seems right to a man. I want to tell you that there are today many that have taken that path of what seemed right. Even when they've had to press past the truth. Just to try to convince themselves in some fashion that it was right that what they were doing was right. I remember a man many years ago. He literally believed this. You may have heard this before. It's a true story. And I'm sure it's happened more than once. Literally, a man who supposedly had fallen out of love with his wife Rather than just 
divorce her and part ways. He began to connect with another woman while he was still married with the woman he was with. He said, God told me to do it. God didn't tell you to go mess around with somebody else while you're still married and in commitment. Amen, somebody? Now, we know that. But let me tell you where his conflict was from. His conflict was, was from this. He wasn't living as a matter of fact. He was living by feeling. He'd come home every day, and because him and his wife couldn't get along, there was turmoil in the house. How many of those turmoil don't feel good? Turmoil don't feel good. But then the devil will shift something that feels good in your way. And he began to live by a feeling. And that's why he said, well, it must be good. must be God because God's in it. Let me tell you something. People are living that way today. There's a way that seems right unto man. But the ends thereof are the ways of death and destruction. You know what God would have you do? Do things the right way. No matter how hard it may be and difficult it may be. Paul's insight in the scripture was, he said, I've got to a place to where I'm in this race. I'm running that, that I may obtain. I'm running with endurance. But he's then saying, there's a right way to live. If ain't going good, then I've got to make the right choice. I got to keep doing it God's way no matter how difficult it gets. Got to. For this gentleman, yes, he may have had some difficult things going on at home, but the answer wasn't to go out and find something, somebody that would make him feel good. The answer would have truly been to discipline himself, endure the hardship, pray over the circumstance. Pray for God's intervention. But don't do nothing wrong. Don't set out to make the wrong choice. Discipline your body. Discipline your mind. Paul's insight was when those difficult moments come and I feel like giving up and the telemarketers are calling and the distractions there and sometimes it just gets right up in your grill and in your face. I come to tell somebody, Paul said, discipline yourself. Amen. Put yourself in subjection to what is true, what is right, and what's eternal. Man, I'm telling you, there's a, a show. Everybody ever watched a show called, is it a show or a book somebody wrote called Your Best Life Yet? You ever heard that? Your best 
life yet. I ain't lived my best life yet. But I'm going to. Come on, somebody. I haven't got there yet, but I'm going to. There's a way to live right. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Don't be a castaway. Amen today in this journey. Keep yourself. Holy Spirit of God, speak to those hearts today. Keep yourself in the right mindset, in discipline. Do whatever you got to do, even if you have to suffer, do it God's way. But a castaway is one who's been shipwrecked. There are many castaways out there that got distracted. Life came and distracted you. But I come to tell you today, there's a right way to run. There's a prize worth running for. And there's a right way to live. And if you'll do those things today, then you won't have to worry about living in a shipwrecked life. You'll find that there's a God in the midst of all that will undergird you and strengthen you. And when those distractions come, he'll remind you of what lies ahead. I tell somebody today, heaven will surely be worth it all. The reason why we sing every praise is to our God is because nobody could ever do what he done to make sure that we were taken care of not only in this life, most of all, in the life to come, it's worth it all. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. I want to ask you this morning, preach on for a few moments, but I'm not. I, I feel the Spirit of the Lord moving. Maybe you're in your car right now and the Lord has spoken to your heart and stirred your soul. Maybe you're home, same thing. Maybe you're listening to this message from other avenues and the Lord has touched your heart today maybe you hadn't been running this race the way you ought to have maybe you got your eyes off the prize maybe maybe you've been distracted but you still believe that your God is able to bring refreshing to your soul. You're lost, but you believe this morning that God is able to save you. And that's the race you need to be in. You want to kneel at the cross. You want to accept the Lord as Savior. You want to repent. You want to ask Him to cleanse you by His blood. Whatever your need is, maybe, maybe you need God to touch you with His healing grace. I got news for you. Nothing is impossible to him today. He can save you. He can heal you. He can fill you with the Holy Ghost. And I promise you, he can get you home. Stay in the race. You 
you've been a soldier in God's mighty army, don't you quit. For those of you who've not been racing for him, Jesus told me, and I believe he'll say the same thing to you. If you let me save you, I'll go with you all the way. I'll be with you to the end of the world. Father, today I ask you to touch these needs. God, as we come to this part of the service, Lord, there may be some kneeling, maybe in a, a living room right now, maybe in their car, they're, they're crying out to you, Lord, they're praying. Father, I want to live by a matter of fact, not by a matter of feeling. Maybe there's some in a motel room somewhere traveling on their journey, they're listening right now. Maybe some on their job, they're taking a moment on their break to listen right now. Maybe somebody's in their bed afflicted in a hospital right now. Amen. Dealing with the struggles of it all. I come to tell you, don't you give up. There's a God here right now in your presence that if you'll reach out, if you're lost, he'll save you. If you're sick, he'll heal you. If you're hurting, he'll comfort you. Whatever you do, don't you get distracted by the enemy. You take hold of the hand of the man who can. Lord, I pray right now as these are praying and crying out to you for your presence. Y'all pray with me, church. Holy Ghost of God to move. To move. Let every need be supplied by your wonderful power and grace today. If there are those that are living, God, in a way that seems right, but Lord, it's, it's a shipwreck waiting to happen. God, I pray, Lord, that you would turn those lives around right now by your wonderful grace. Amen. Come and kneel at the altars. Oh, come to you. Sing it, you The altar. Come on. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Listen, church. Forgiveness, Forgiveness was but with the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood. God wants you in this race. Forgiveness is available. Maybe you've backslid on the Lord. You hear that? Jesus is calling. Yes, he's called. Oh, 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for his wonderful grace today. Oh, what a Savior. Yes, oh, what a Savior. ask y'all this question how many want more of God in your tomorrow than you've had in your yesterday how many want to be on fire I don't want I don't want I'm not talking about just be known entitled I want you to be known by the power of God's grace and the power of His resurrecting glory. How many knows that Scripture said that that same Spirit that raised Christ up dwells also in you? Oh, it's time to walk in the power of God again. Walk in the fire again. Walk in the anointing again. Father, we need it. The church needs it. Families need it. We need to walk in it today. We love you. We appreciate you. I'm going to let the praise team take us out. Amen today. We'll be getting with you. Looking forward to what God's going to do in the days and weeks ahead. God bless you. Wave it. So don't shake nobody's hand. But reach over and wave at them. And tell them God loves you. And so do we. And this COVID's going to be over with soon. And, and he's got it all in his hands. Amen. We love you.